I'm good as well. We, we, we've got a little bit of downtime here. At least it feels that way from a, from an NFL perspective, from a dynasty perspective, uh, for the past, what, two weeks, I guess it's just been nonstop news, which was certainly fun, but it, it also felt a little overwhelming in some ways as you're trying to manage your dynasty rosters, trying to think about how these, all these players have changed value uh, now we now we can just kind of sit back. We're a month away from the draft, basically. It, it, it's a good time to be a dynasty player. Yeah, and I, I say this and what you just said with some trepidation because we know this league can change in a heartbeat, but I can't even foresee any massive moves occurring. I mean, unless it's something crazy like... Oh, people forget, you know, it was around this time of the year when the Eagles traded up and got to number two to get Carson Wentz because they fell in love with the guy, you know, things like that. Or could Jimmy Garoppolo get traded? I mean, I guess there's a couple things that could happen. And, hey, I didn't see the two or the uh, the Tyreek trade coming, that's for sure. But I think we actually have a little bit of quiet time. And as we know, pretty soon the people that make the moves kind of retire into their caves and their you know, and start to build a draft board. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I think you're right. But at the same time, there's still lots of potential dominoes that could fall and, yeah. and, and those could fall any, really any moment. Now you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. We talked a lot about Melvin Gordon on one of last week's shows. He's still out there and, and could sign Jarvis Landry. Maybe some team gives him $20 million a year. That's what he wants, reportedly. Uh, that, that was a shocker. We're waiting on Gronk to make a decision. Does he come back and, uh, and play for the Bucks one more year? Does he hang it up? I think those are probably the only two real options. Uh, so there's, there's still some I guess things so that could yeah, happen. Right. There's a lot of free agents out there still. And actually, there's, there's some potential news uh, that, that could happen, maybe, uh, that we'll get to right now. Um, I said it's kind of a downtime. It it is for dynasty players, but it's not for the NFL because no. with free agency kind of winding down, slowing down, uh, the NFL owner meetings, which happens every year, uh, typically in in Florida, California, somewhere somewhere nice and warm. Yeah, uh, those, in Florida this year, but yeah, exactly. those are taking place. Uh, just started yesterday, I believe. And this is where we get a lot of sound bites. And, and this is kind of where it gets tough because the past two weeks have been filled with, uh, w- with actual news that the NFL teams are telling us how they feel, either by, uh, by paying a player, by trading a player away, whatever it, it might be. And now we kind of have to speculate a little bit more. But we got quite a few of these sound bites, quite a few um, comments from coaches and general managers uh, yesterday, so I just kind of want to run through these as quickly as we can, Matt, okay. and yeah. get your quick take. Real quick before we do, but I mean, this is almost, it's not like the Combine or the Super Bowl or something like that, but it is one of the monumental times when many people from the organization get together that are highly important, and it's not just the owners, not just 32 owners sitting around, it's head coaches, it's GMs, there's a lot of media down there, like... For example, we were pushing the Steelers to do our show from, you know, the owners' meetings, kind of like we did the Combine, because there's a lot going on. And so maybe there's not moves left and right, but I'm sure basically every agent in the world is there. And, you know, so there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes, though. 
Well, and it's it, it, it it's pretty obvious that when you get those people face to face, whether you're talking owners, general managers, uh, agents, players, who knows, when, when those people are all in one spot face to face, it's a little bit easier to facilitate a possible trade or, or sure, a signing sure. being made. Uh, so so maybe we will get some good news, uh, interesting news, I should say, out of this week. Uh, let's start here. Baltimore Ravens. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards potentially could start training camp on the pup list. That is uh, the report from uh, from their head coach. Of course, both of those guys coming off ACL injuries. Dynasty managers care way more about J.K. Dobbins than they, they do right, about right. Gus Edwards. Uh, any any concern there? Not yet, just because we see this a lot, and this time of year you read something you're like uh, like that, and you know I'm a Dobbins owner in many spots. You go, oh no, I was counting on him to be an RB two for me this year, and I don't know if he's going to be all right. You got to look at it through the team's perspective of <laughs> we're not all that worried about these guys. They're probably not a hundred percent. There's no reason to rush them. Both have played in the league. You know, early pup stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah, they kind of know what they know what they're getting from them if they are healthy. So right, why, right, right, why right. push it? Okay, exactly, exactly. So that's sounds the way good. I take that. Yeah, I won't worry about J.K. Dobbins. Let's move over. Same conference, same division. Let's move over to your Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin says that Malik Willis is uh, Malik Willis's workout was very impressive. No surprise there. We've talked a lot about the Steelers and Will Willis, uh, their interest in him and. I guess it just depends on which mock draft you believe when it comes to the idea of Willis falling all the way to 20. So let's let's just start there. If Willis is there on the board for Pittsburgh, do you think they would take him? I do. And Tomlin also said we probably will take we'll draft a quarterback. But that could mean a fifth rounder or a sixth rounder, and I don't even know that that accomplishes much. I mean, I think if Willis is there, they would grab him in a heartbeat. I don't think he'll be there. Are yeah, they in a position to trade up heavily? Probably not. They don't have a ton of picks, but it is a trade-up draft market, in my opinion. It's better to be the guy trading up than trading back this year. I think that there'll be you know suitors wanting to move down. Um, but I don't think they have enough capital to make that happen. So, I mean, it sure seems like the Steelers-Willis love is like the worst-kept secret in the league, but I don't know if it's even possible. You know, that's that's been a narrative that I've heard a lot lately, uh, that it, the Steelers' feelings in general are are not a good, not a well-kept secret. I mean, right, you, right. Were, you were calling Najee Harris to the Steelers' for months and, and Good point. You, know, you know, some of that may have been your, your own feeling, your own insight, but it's obviously what you'd been hearing as well. Mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth was another player. They were uh, infamously fond of, and, and of course they grab him as well. And now it's all about the quarterback talk. So uh, I don't know if there's a, uh, a mole in that organization or if they're just becoming <laughs> right, right. Easy to predict or what, but it's that's probably not a good thing. Big. I, I mean, I always have the tinfoil hat on with them. Does that mean that they really don't want a quarterback at all, or you know, they think they have a steal in Trubisky, or are they just being transparent, or do they want to? Are they hoping Desmond Ritter falls to the second round, or I, I, I don't know. I always look at it through two two angles. Is it 
I know that you know that we know that you know type of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, how far can we go with that? One more, which is interesting, and, and this didn't necessarily come from the owners' meetings, uh, but it, it just keeps popping up, this consistent drumbeat, A.J. Brown contract talk, oh, D.K. Yeah. Metcalf contract talk, Stefan Diggs contract talk, and we we know where this is coming from. It starts with Christian Kirk, and then it moves to Devontae Adams. It moves to... Um, to, of course, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And, and now the other players who feel that they are in that same tier, that same range, they want the $20 million plus. I mean, even DJ Moore got $20 million plus on his contract extension. So these three want it next. And whether that means a trade and, and then a contract, so be it. Um, do you think Brown, Metcalf, or Diggs gets traded this offseason? Wow. Um, what I can say is I think a lot of owners, cap people, front office folks were mad at the Jags for the Kirk contract. Like, mm-hmm. you're screwing everything up here. You know, you don't have to go that extreme for this player because he's not Adams or Tyreek. I mean, I don't think people have a problem with those contracts because that's the best players on the market. And I'm sure Diggs looks at those two and says, I'm on the same tier as Adams and Tyreek. And my hunch is the league says you're not quite there. You're 85% of those guys or 90% of those guys. Um, but I also think, and this is probably, we probably have a whole podcast about this, is is it just smarter to just keep drafting these guys? I mean, with all respect mm-hmm. to A.J. Brown and Metcalf, they're awesome. I mean, I have no qualms with those guys at all. But wouldn't it just be smarter to draft two receivers than to give them $20 million a year? You know, I mean, chances of one of them hitting are very high. Not to mention what you could get for either one of them in trade. And I think that's more true for Seattle because I don't think Seattle could compete. You know, I think right. the Titans can, at least certainly in the division. And obviously the, the Bills can as well. And the Bills can as well. So the windows are different. I mean, if I can get a first-round plus for DK Metcalf and I'm Seattle, especially if it's a good pick, I mean, would you rather have Garrett Wilson or DK Metcalf if you're them? And and what I mean by that is Garrett Wilson on a five-year contract that's very team-friendly or Metcalf making $20 million a year and killing your cap. You know, it's kind of like a dynasty question. Yeah, it becomes a very easy decision, honestly, Yeah, uh, when you look at it that way. And I think that is... That is probably the decision that Seattle is facing. I think when you're talking about all three of those guys, the chances of at least one of them getting traded based on what we've seen this offseason is pretty high. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that that downtime we talked about earlier is not going to last long. I, I guess a better way of putting it is I bet the 32 teams all value the wide receiver position differently right now. You know, that yeah, some of them fair. are probably like, I'll move this guy and I'll take the picks and I'll draft young guys because there's some every year. And there's some that say, give me DK Metcalf all day long. And I understand both sides, but I bet there's two sides of that coin philosophically around the league right now. Yeah, good point. Matt, we are going to continue our rookie profile series today. We'll pick that back up after the uh, free agent talk of the past couple of weeks. Uh, Right after this, we're going to be talking about Sky Moore, the Western Michigan wide receiver. Hey, everyone. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national championship this coming week. And 
There's so much more going on on Bet Online. I'm going to hit the Final Four heavy, that's for sure. But I'm also going to look at some future stuff here for the NFL, you know, Super Bowl odds, that type of stuff, draft stuff, all that good stuff. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From the latest odds, contests, players, props, you name it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. As I mentioned, I mean, I'm going to hit the NFL stuff hard. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, as I said, we are picking back up with those rookie profiles. We're going to be talking about Sky Moore today. This is uh, you know, we, we get one of these guys every year from a, a smaller school, mid-range school, not one of those power fives. Uh, often it is a wide receiver that seemingly comes out of no, nowhere. But when you look at the, the profile for Sky Moore, he's been productive throughout his career. He is an early declare, which is something we like to see. So uh, left school as a junior this past season, just 21 years old, uh, 5'10", 195, had a pretty impressive combine. Uh, I know you've been looking at, at wide receivers a little bit with uh, with your Steelers expected to be, be somewhat interested. I would say, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, do right now, yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think about Sky Moore early on? Well, you don't you probably don't know this, but he also grew up in Pittsburgh. So I how did about know that? that actually. Yeah, how about that? Well, I've got to ask you now that you mentioned that. Okay, uh, I find out. I read that he he went to Shady Side Academy. Yeah, I don't know if that's. Uh, a daycare or, or what? That does not sound like a like a high school that that a you know that a top you got to pay to go there. You know, Shady okay. Side Academy is a very expensive school. Um, some people I went to high school with would pay the extra buck and go to Shady Side, which is right by the University of Pittsburgh. Um, it's a good football school. It's not yeah. crazy. You know, they don't have this. It's not Central Catholic with Dan Marino and all these you know long guys around here. But uh, you know. Uh, that's about all I know about him locally other than that. And then he went to the Mac, which is close by here as well. You know? Yeah. He was a three-star recruit out of Pittsburgh, out of Shady side Academy ended up at Western Michigan. Uh, and, and like I said, had a really productive career there over 800 yards and three touchdowns as a true freshman started nearly every game as a freshman. And uh, e- even at a, at a mid-level school like Western Michigan, that's obviously very impressive. Sure. Uh, numbers, of course, were down in that COVID year of 2020 and then bounced back this past season with some big numbers. 95 catches, which was tied for ninth most in the nation. Uh, nearly 1,300 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, those numbers, uh, I'm sure, helped him make the decision to make the leap to the NFL. And as I said, the combine was pretty impressive. I, I think one thing uh, that some questioned Sky more about or, or questioned about him was his long speed. And he comes out at, in the combine and, and runs a 4-4-1-40, mm-hmm. 90th percentile. 
so we're we're getting excited about Sky Moore. I know Daniel Jeremiah certainly was during the combine. Mentioned that there was no way he was getting out of the second round. Oh yeah, I, I, I've seen him mocked late first here and there. Endeavor Dan DJ even mentioning this is a guaranteed top fifty player, maybe even end of round one. You know, with these uh, Packers and Chief trades. All of a sudden, some teams at the end of round one are very receiver needy. Those two teams in particular, and they have two first-round picks. That might be a little rich, but um, the combine really helped him. I mean, uh, so I, I remember reading about him before I really studied him going into the combine, and there was a lot of quicker than fast, slot, mm-hmm. you know, those type of words. And then he leaves there, and people are like, well, maybe he's more Elijah Moore. It's a lot of Moores than he is just a pure slot. And I could absolutely see that. He's also physical, tough, well-built, um, has some return skills as well. So I think he's going to be sought after and could be, I don't know, sixth or seventh receiver off the board possibly. Yeah, I would I would definitely be surprised if he snuck into the first round. But um, yeah, I, would, I, I would agree, based on what I've seen with, with Daniel Jeremiah, that this guy feels like a second-round pick. Um, and the 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 teams, especially the contending teams that suddenly need help at the wide receiver position, namely the two you mentioned, the Chiefs and Packers, uh, teams like that needing a wide receiver uh, obviously only help the cause of, of Sky Moore and yeah. you know other guys kind of in that range, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, some players we've already talked about that are uh, – likely to come off the board somewhere between, uh, let's say, 20 and and 40, somewhere in that range. Yeah, it's a good, good call. Um, some strengths, and you mentioned a, a couple of them already, strengths for Sky Moore, certainly viewed as a tough player. That vertical speed, I think we can list as a strength, uh, as I mentioned, following the combine. And I, I just like that he was productive throughout. You know, any time that there's that one year wonder type player or a a player doesn't really make an impact or or put up big numbers until their, their final season. That's always a little bit of a question mark for me. Uh, And even though he did it at a uh, non power five school, uh, the the numbers were there for sky Moore. No, I think that's big. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the discussion about sky Moore, look at his dynasty and NFL draft value. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. 
Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we continue our rookie preview series. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are talking about Sky Moore. He is the wide receiver from Western Michigan who has been gaining value, uh, not only in the NFL draft circles, but certainly in dynasty uh, leagues as well. So let's look at Sky Moore's uh, NFL draft projections. Again, this is from Grinding the Mocks, the website that we have been uh, discussing, pushing, all off season long as we've been doing these profiles. I love the work there. Definitely check that out. Grinding the Mox has Sky Moore with an ADP of 59 and the wide receiver nine. So we're talking about a late second rounder, ninth receiver off the board. You said maybe he goes as high as six or seven. Uh, so that, that obviously pushes him out of round one. Uh, if he's the ninth wide receiver off the board, uh, but that, that still feels like a, a good range for more. I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about one of those contending teams late in the second round that, that could could use a wide receiver, and there's there's so many of them: Green Bay, uh, New Orleans, and, and Kansas City among them. Yeah, I, again, I don't have any inside scoop, but trust me, I would be unbelievably shocked if he got past the Steelers' second round pick, knowing what they know about him and. Mm. All of us Steeler fans would trade that second round pick for Sky Moore right now in to assure that he got him. So I think about that's his floor for Moore. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good Ryan there. Nice. Nice. Um, so Moore and the Steelers pick uh, higher than that fifty nine ADP fifty fifty two. I think it's yeah, right so, in that neighborhood. Right. Middle of the somewhere round. in that range. So you're looking at them as an option. Of course, they've lost Juju Smith Schuster and James Washington. Uh, and even Ray Ray McLeod, I believe. So uh, they got they nothing could, besides the top two right now. They could use some help at the position. Uh, let's move over to Sky Moore's dynasty value. Looking at our latest rookie ADPs from Dynasty League Football, these are one quarterback rookie drafts. He's got an ADP of 15 overall. So we're talking about the 2.03 in your typical 12-person league, and he's also the wide receiver 10. Kind of the same range we're talking about uh, when it comes to the NFL draft. I mean, if I'm sitting on the clock at 2.03, knowing what we know right now, I'm pretty happy to take Sky Moore there. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Is Sort of like I said about the Steelers, I I think I would trade my second pick at third in the round for him right this second, not knowing landing spot. And my hunch is once we know landing spot, and there's a lot of good ones, we may like that even better. Absolutely. There's, I think that group and, and it goes, um, you know, maybe it includes Pickens, 
maybe even David mm-hmm. Bell. He's had a rough uh, pre-draft season. That neighborhood still, but right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the second tier running backs, Rashad White, could be in that group. Tyler Algier could be in that group. Honestly, Isaiah Spiller might even be in that group. The way yeah, things are point. going for him. Watson so in that neighborhood. Yes, Christian Watson as yeah, well. Okay, um, he's right there the, with those guys to me. I mean, I might have him right in the middle of that pack. Right, I agree. That's kind of where I was going. That he could maybe with a good landing spot and and better than ex- expected draft capital. Maybe he en- he ends up as the nine or ten overall guy instead of fifteen overall. Um, that, yeah, that's, right, right. That's that's realistic to me, honestly. I mean, imagine if he ends up in New Orleans in the second round and they didn't draft one in the first round. Like, mm. Okay, yeah, boom. Yep. Yeah, here we yep. go. Let's go. Looking at our startup dynasty ADP from March, uh, Sky Moore one hundred four overall. I was I was actually surprised he was being drafted that high. Uh, that makes him the wide receiver forty nine, and he's being drafted in the same range as guys like Chase Edmonds, Mike Gesicki, Adam Thielen. Does that feel about right for you? Uh, or a little rich. I don't know. I mean, that that's a hard one to digest right off the off the bat. Like you said, like I guess, boy, that sounds high. But, but then you said wide receiver forty nine doesn't sound high. And Adam Thielen. I mean, I know Adam Thielen's old, but I'm starting him in week one, no matter who's on my team. And I am not starting Sky Moore probably in week one. Would I trade Adam Thielen straight up for Sky Moore? I mean, it's apples to oranges. I'm not saying I would or wouldn't. Well, and we're talking. Going back to that rookie ADP and and, rook, and ADP, as we always say, is is not a it's not a one to one trade tool. But true, true. If he's fifteen overall, if he's two point oh three, if you're talking about Edmonds, Gasicki, Thielen, I don't think you're getting a first rounder for any of those guys. Certainly not for Thielen. Uh, so the two point oh three, an offer of two point oh three for Edmonds or Mike Gasicki or Adam Thielen would probably be a reasonable one to make uh, no matter which That's side fair. you're on. Yeah. So yeah, that, that probably is when you look at it that way, it probably is the right range. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm giving 2.01 up for Edmonds or Gusecki or Thielen. And I might take guy more there. Yeah. Know? Yep. I agree. That's a good way to look at that. Yeah. Let's wrap it up here, Matt, with some possible landing spots. I do think most people look at sky more as, as likely a slot receiver, um, again, he's, mm-hmm. he's shown off that speed, but at the same time, got some toughness to him. As we talked about, uh, lots of teams, uh, we've already mentioned a few of them that could need that could use wide receivers. Uh, of course. I mean, I think if you like sky Moore, if you've already got him on your fantasy roster, or if you're hoping to, you're, you want that green Bay or Kansas city landing spot. Uh, but looking at some of the other teams with a wide receiver need, uh, who else makes sense for you? Yeah, like, I was going to run this by you. Like, we've said all good things about Sky Moore since this podcast started. But is Atlanta or Chicago a good landing spot where he's going to get so much attention? You know, he's not Julio Jones. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, I mean, get you get targets. You made the comp, the, the comp earlier, and others have as well, to Elijah Moore. And, and that's really what we saw from Elijah Moore last year, mm-hmm. that – is the Jets a good landing spot? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get some opportunity, but they're also a team that we know is going to struggle. They've got a rookie quarterback. So if you're talking about Atlanta or Houston or, or one of these teams we expect to be bad, I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad landing spot. I mean, the Jets were bad, 
and Elijah Moore gained a ton of value in his rookie season. It's funny, as you were saying that, I was thinking, what about Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown? You know, like, he was the focus of the passing game, and he's a good player, but he's not Julio or Andre Johnson, and, you know, he just got a ton of targets, being the only show in town. Hawkinson was down, Swift was in and out of the lineup, so I guess I'm wrong about that. Yeah, you want him to end up in Atlanta. Well, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we've certainly seen it play out the other way as well uh, many times. I just don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a deal breaker that uh, a receiver like Sky Moore going to a, a quote unquote bad team uh, ends his you know ends his dynasty value or even hurts true, his dynasty true. value. Honestly, I mean, you have a lot of names listed here. Um, New Orleans and Houston are two I would love. Yeah, I think New Orleans. Is- uh, is certainly one I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be the only show in town, but you know, not a lot in front of them either. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.